Welcome to Music and Medicine. I'm your host, Dr. Moshe Lewis. I'm excited. I'm so ecstatic and delighted to be joined by Damian Hall. Um, you know him from Guy. You've seen his solo album. Um, you know his work, his acting. I mean, and then we definitely got to get into 50 and Fit as well, because the show touches on a little bit about music and certainly medicine. You're looking great. Welcome, my friend. Thank you, brother. Pleasure to be here, man. Yeah. So I was talking about some of the common denominators, like starting off with um, Brooklyn and, 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 and growing up there. Just tell us a little bit about the, the Hall household and, and kind of growing up in the church and, and what that was like. Well, my dad was a, a, an, a, an amazing father, number one. He worked hard. He, he worked all the time uh, to keep a roof off our head and make sure that we had food to eat and things were good for us. So being in Brooklyn in the projects, grew up in the projects in Brownsville, um, I saw the hard work that he put in to make sure that his three kids, myself, my brother Aaron Hall and my older brother Todd Hall were taken care of the best that he could during that time. Right. And uh, he taught us how to have respect and to understand what chores meant right. and, yeah. what it, and what it was to uh, understand what a young man is supposed to be and how he's supposed to act. And I love him for that. And being from Brooklyn, you know, you also learn a different way of life. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like people in New York in general, especially during that time, um, it's, a, it's a very straight to the point type of personality, a very stern, what you see is what you get, what you hear is what it is like it or not, right? And right. it is, um, I, I think that mentality has become a part of me even, even in adulthood. But if it wasn't for my dad during that time, paving the way and molding me, us, uh, I wouldn't be the person I am today. Absolutely, no, no doubt about it. Um, tell us about this transition from gospel to R&B. Were there some people that you looked up to, whether the gospel greats or some of the secular artists at that time that really kind of inspired your sound, inspired you to, to keep on singing and putting out that great sound or developing it at least? Well, the development came from, you know, church. Of course, everybody that, that know me and Aaron and my brother Todd, you know, we was known as the Hall Brothers. Right. And... Um, King's Temple, Church of God in Christ in Hempstead, New York, was where we come from. Pastor King, we were we were molded there as busy bees, and then Benny Cummins and in the King's Temple Choir, which was number, probably the number one. He was the first Hezekiah Walker mm. type tribute. Um, uh, you know, it wouldn't it it it, it wouldn't be uh, it wouldn't be them if it wasn't for Benny Cummins, and right. so. You know, for us singing gospel, I loved the whiners, but who didn't, right? Um, I loved Marvin. During that time, everybody wanted to be Marvin Whiners. Question is, will I ever leave you? There's a reason. And we always wanted to be him, you know what I'm saying? And another person I loved dearly was Donnie Hathaway. Yeah. So for me, it was Marvin Whiners and Donnie Hathaway that molded my tone. Right. When I really sing and like how I in my tone, it 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 was those two, and, and I and I thank him for you know, and watching my brother Aaron sneak and listen to Stevie Wonder and Charlie Wilson and the Gap Band, you know those was those were his inspirations, and so 
you know, I, I, I think without that church uh, grind and that seed of church, I really don't think me and Ann would be the singers that people enjoy us being to this day. Because there's, there's something about, you hear it in Fantasia and Faith Evans and, you know, Kelly Price, and I can go on and on. You hear it in certain voices that of people you knew grew up in church because they have a certain tone and a certain riff uh, ability in, in, their, in their stuff. So uh, for me, church is, is still, it is my core because I grew up in it, you know, my, my dad made us go to, you know, Wednesday uh, Bible study and all night prayers, like all night, you know, just like, what, it, what are we doing here all night? Right? <laughs> and then we had midnight musicals, right? Washington Temple, yes. uh, King's Temple, you know, we, you know, we went everywhere for music, uh, uh, midnight musicals and we learned the art of musicianship mixed with uh, singing and, and, and the vibe and the swag of what anybody was bringing to how they projected the vocal and the different kind of tricks that we did when we was being directed and the different uh, octaves and tones and stuff that, that were embedded within us. So yeah, if it wasn't for church, it, 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 it definitely would be mean if it wasn't for Marvin and, and Donnie Hathaway, I probably wouldn't want to be singing. Absolutely. Now you uh, wound up going sort of on in school. Were you aware of some of the things your brother was doing at that time? Were you guys sort of trying to make a transition out or you were like, no, I'm focused on my studies right now. And, and uh, I know my brother's, you know, still uh, you're out there singing with different people and things like that, but, but I'm, I'm about getting my studies done. Yeah, I was about, I was about school because, because, you know, I was the first person in my family to go to college. So in that aspect, I wanted to make my dad and my mom proud. That's really what the long and the short of that was, right? Like, okay, let, let, let me go. While I was in school, Aaron has always been a voice and always been a church voice that everybody around New York knew. You know, Aaron Hall is here. I mean, you know, a lot of that happened with Hezekiah Walker yeah. um, and him going all around the city with him um and i i was very happy to hear that people were really into my brother you know what i mean for me i just want i wanted to be a businessman and a martial artist and 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 be a be a great uh economist like just really go hard in business and then aaron came to my school and was like yo i'm about to be famous i need you i was like what what are you talking about you're about to be famous you need me i'm about to be famous I need you, let's go. And I was like, what? Let me call dad. And right before finals, I called my dad and I said, dad, Aaron said he needs me. He wants to be famous. Is it cool if I go and help him? He's like, do what you want. And I was shocked when he said that. And because I love my brother, I literally left school right before finals and uh, went, went back to New York and met my brother and, and Teddy in the studio and uh, signed a contract and started the beginning to the end of my life. <laughs> it, was, it was cool though. Um, so along those notes, so I wanna to touch on a couple of points because we're almost uh, like well into your teen years now. Um, let's talk a little bit about your mom. I know you didn't grow up with her, but um, it seems like um, there were some challenges there with respect to just dealing with um, 
the circumstances of her passing? Well, um, it's so funny you would say that. I just I just spoke about that this morning. I was very and I got very emotional about it because my mom did not raise me at all. My 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 dad raised me, but my dad brought us around my mom who lived in the Bronx, and in that time frame, um, we were taking care of her. He would go there like maybe every weekend or every other weekend, and we would go there and then we would um, go to my grandmother's house and straighten up and clean up and do things and bring clothes and this and the other. And I, I realized that um, my dad had a had a a blessed heart. You know what I mean? He 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 loved her unconditionally. And, you know, as a, as a child, you, you see that, I think that's why I became OCD. It's like, you know, I, I, he wanted my mom to be happy though he wasn't with my mom. He was still with my mom in his heart. You know what I'm saying? And when my mom died on Christmas day of 87, that Thanksgiving of the same year, we had a very serious, son, mother, matter of fact, the only son, mother, I mean, son, yeah, son, mother conversation that we had in my life. And it changed my whole life to this day because it's because of her, I hustle and I strive and I stay focused on family and on the journey that God put me on to be able to help children and children's children, not just mine, but everyone's around the world like we we need to give them a foundation where they have hope yes and um understanding so it, it, my mom's death affected me and it still affects me 30 some odd years later um i haven't released it and because i and, and i'll say this you I haven't released it if i release that then i feel i would become a little bit more vulnerable to the things that I do not like. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. um, it help, it it holds me from being quote unquote human. Like let, it's like normally people get upset when somebody say something crazy to them. You know what I mean? Like, I don't need you, da, 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 you know, who you think you are. And normally I, a person would be like, who are you talking to? Da, da, da. I go, you know what? It's fine. I realize that you're falling short right now. And I think you need to reevaluate what it is you're saying, because it's not every day you find somebody that cares about you. So I always go about it that way. And that's because of my mom. It's nothing, nothing for anything else. It's because of the conversation we had when I was 17 that still hits me today. And, and she said, once you get to your point that God has put you on, this was at 17. And you reach that point, I need you to release. I never forget that. And she wasn't even that, you know, that's a month before her death. I need you to release. And, and now I get it, you know, and I, I won't release her until I'm finished and I'm I'm right at the door of that, where I can finally go to her gravesite, because I haven't done that. Go to her gravesite, bow down, speak to her one last time and tell her thank you and I understand and but really thank her for me being the man that I am um because she gave me the focus period 
No, absolutely. Yeah, no, uh, such a beautiful tribute and the uh, depth and your father's influence um, as well uh, speak uh, not only just your years, but the wisdom you've developed uh, over time. And, um, and that's just a beautiful way. Um, it's just amazing that literally we didn't run into each other. Uh, my mom in the Bronx, that's where I was born, but I lived in Brooklyn, all the churches that you've mentioned, and then some. Um, we were just talking to some of Hezekiah's songwriters uh, just last year and stuff like that, kind of me reminiscing over the times we were there. And so, yes. yeah, that sense of sort of abandonment and yet still fulfillment because were it not for God over your life, you would not be where you are, but yet and still some of those winds are very strong storms and will really come through our life and can definitely um, change us. Um, and in this case, you've really taken those positive elements it's so we're going to touch on some of them as well a mediator uh the person that always brings the group back together <laughs> uh, the person that's always saying hey let's let, let's let's talk about the work let's let's get back together and, and go bowling right. Right. <laughs> let's move on <laughs> past the pediment <laughs> on that note um what were your interactions if any with with gene initially and 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 timmy um what did you sort of uh, sense had transpired or suspect um, at that time when you came uh, from school to join your brother in New York? Well, by the time I came from school and, and joined Aaron, Timmy was gone um, and I was introduced to Gene and I realized Gene was a very strong uh, alpha male, very um, my way or no way, very immediate, let's do it now or you're going to lose out on something. And he was good at getting the control of minds that didn't, that didn't really pay attention to the agenda. You know what I'm saying? And so because of the love of my brother, and I tell people this, and I've said this story numerous times, because of the love of my brother, I just went with it, right? I'm not, I'm a person that thinks about everything um, before I do it, but because I, the love of my brother, I did not think, let me get this contract checked first, then sign it, make sure this, I signed it, then got it checked, so I went backwards, so don't do that, people, don't do backwards stuff, I, I signed it, then went to my attorney, showed him, and he said, please tell me you didn't sign it, I said, I signed it, he said, oh, Lord, because it, it, it was nine pages, it came back 30-something pages thick, once you understood the wording and he dissected the wording and he said, you know, you, 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 you really don't have to get paid. You're really not an artist. You don't deserve this. You won't get no publishing. You won't get, I said, whoa, and you're a worker, bro. You know what I'm saying? To be honest with you, you're a worker. And my brother so wanted this for his life. I chose to stay and, and grind with him. And, and, and Teddy, um, like I said, Timmy was never a bad guy to me. I, I knew Timmy when Aaron and Timmy were working at Abraham and Strauss. And I, I met Timmy and Timmy was cool, well-dressed, well-mannered, very clean, you know, always manicured up. And it was, he, Timmy, I mean, to this day, he's probably still the same way. I can't see him being any different. Might've put on some weight or something, but at the end of the day, he was a, a very a very cool cat, and and I, I think it's it's his influence that got Aaron interested in being 
in a, in a group and, and let alone being the lead singer of a group. Um, and it is because of Timmy introducing Teddy, who Timmy was already uh, associated with, to Aaron that Teddy got in the group. People, people think that Teddy found Aaron and found Timmy and put guy together. That is, that is not the story. That is fable. But that's it's fine. If you whatever you believe in the story, you know, when you pump a story enough, it's like the news. Pump the story enough, you believe it. But it's not a not a bad thing. You know, at, you know, we, we grow up, we choose our our situations. But Aaron and Timmy started guy. Timmy left and the brother came in and, and really put that oomph into it, you know what I'm saying? It, it, and brought that energy and a different type of swag and, and also a different type of closeness because you had blood brothers in the group. So I understood Aaron better than Timmy would ever understand Aaron. And Aaron ended up loving Teddy and understanding Teddy where Teddy felt secure enough to uh, embrace Aaron into the gifts that he had. And I think those two together, um, vibing with each other and understanding each other is, is, is what brought forth that, that new Jack swing guy sound, right? And, and people always say, Damien, but you know, you, you contributed so much. I said, no, no, I, I wasn't there in the beginning. You know, the beginning, beginning, I wasn't there. I came straight in. Um, I never tap danced for no executive, never had to sing for nobody. Um, and just got into a, a situation that was contractually messed up from the beginning. Um, there was nothing good about the contract, but at the end of the day, it's like go on the journey. Right. Let's go on the journey. So, you know, Timmy had his life. You right. know, thank God Damien came in, because as y'all know, you know, <laughs> that that super swag, you know, with all three of us, it just united something very different in all three of us that, you know, when you see us all three together, it's like Voltron. Like we, we really, it's a whole different type of energy. It's a whole different type of vibe and strength and power and, uh, of, of the united gifts that, that, that make the GUI so, so great. Absolutely. Speaking of that contract, just to put the nail on the head, did you ever suspect or find out that uh, Timmy would not sign that contract? And that's exactly what happened. That's why he, you know, quote unquote, left the group. He refused to sign that same contract that you signed. I'm quite sure that, that it was something like that. I mean, I, look, if I was him and, and he really wanted to do some good business, because I, I, I say this all the time, Timmy is the only one with the guy stuff with the publishing that still gets all his publishing. Timmy was not stupid, you know what I'm saying? And so regardless, I wasn't around for the arguments or the get outs, you know, you're not part of this group no more. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I don't, but Timmy, I'm quite sure he said, oh, I'm not signing this garbage, are you nuts? And so Gene being Gene probably said, well, guess what? You're not in the group no more, get out. And Timmy was like, well, okay, but I guarantee you I'll get my publishing. So he had probably had his attorney make sure everything was straight with him. And he, he walked away or, you know, had his head down going away. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there when, when the actual kickout happened, but neither here or there, whether he walked out, whether he bowed out, whether he got kicked out, it doesn't matter. Um, he's still a man today and he's still getting paid today. And guy in its ups and downs and all this turmoil um, still were capable of touching souls in, on the first album. But again, Timmy 
Timmy is is is, is the first album with Aaron and, and and Teddy. You know what I mean? It's it's not Damien. Um, so I don't I don't take that. But when you come down to the visual, and when you started seeing the visual and the get down, that's when Damien brought that umph to the group or that that extra thing that Timmy couldn't bring to the group. What's a song that helps memorialize for you that first album? Like you said, you may not have been you know on the writing and producing credits, but that you really are like, ah, this is signature and and I put my I put my umph in this song. You know, it, it's it's I like. Um, there is it, it, there's something about that song that when you it, it, it it's like groove me I like is is groove me and spend a night to me all wrapped into one for me right it's it's that you still reality uh, each and every it does it does something and then you hear the groove so me being a drummer me wanting to do the percussions and dance and move and still give you that. It, it, it gives me a, a feeling like I never felt like I wasn't a part of it, though I wasn't in the making. I was in the studio when they did some stuff, but I never thought I was a part of it because being a drummer, I related to the music, to the to the beat, to the vibe, to the strength of it, to the kicks and snare. I was like, oh, this is ugly. I didn't know what ugly was. You know what I'm saying? I was like, this is ugly. This we gonna kill. Who knew? I, I just know what beats felt like from church and from, you know, Joe Haywood playing and Stanley on the on the on the thing and the, that groove was there. So I'm, I'm like, there is no way because no one is doing this. This is this is Gap Band on steroids. You know what I'm saying? This is this is what I felt on it, and so I don't. Like I, I, I'm, 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 I'm ecstatic. I wouldn't, I wouldn't turn the the tables at all and say, oh, I wish I, I wish I didn't do this. I don't have that at all. Yes, I wish business was done uh, better. We'd be on a whole different level because we did something when no social media, no computer, no this. We did something that other groups just did not do outside of what New Edition and, and but I, I put New Edition is up here like they were they were the gods of groups during that time right before after temptation and four tops and it, it was new edition like what so they they were up here and then when guy came we we kind of gave a whole different vibe we were we were grown folks street church gutty we were the group that can touch people from the hood and people in the church, people would watch it. No group was doing that. No group was doing that. And we had the style, the swag and everything. So I thank Gene for that. You know, so like, I thank Gene for that because I don't knock him, God bless his soul, because we had a conversation before his death. And I understand that certain people, certain things you do, you're doing it because you don't know any better. Not, not particularly because you want to hurt the people that's making you money. It's just that you don't know any better. So, you know, I don't have those grudges because money comes and go. Money comes and go. We all know that. And if you're smart enough to use this, you can get money back in droves. So I never really worried about that. 
but I, I'll stop because I, 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 you know. <laughs> oh, I love it. I want to pick up on that musical note that you touched on. Jack, New Jack Swing, what does it mean to you? We've heard it from a lot of the greats, but you're one of them and you were there and the largest group, like you said, at the time to usher in this new sound. Um, you know, Keith had obviously uh, helped open that door um, and a couple of other artists, but you all ushered in an entire genre. And what did it mean to you, maybe including the percussion piece, but um, New Jack Swing? Well, I'll say this. Um... Keith helped usher it in, but it wouldn't have been helped ushered in if it wasn't for Teddy. I don't care what anybody say. People can try to take credit and this and that. It, it, there was no producer swinging it like Teddy. Teddy Valley was the precipice of every other from Pharrell to Tim Fife to Red Air Kingpin to Eddie F to everybody going in and switching up their sound and trying to get that thing to I'll be sure. Everybody trying to get that that swing, that that drum swag. For me, it was it was the groove. Nobody was doing that, and nobody did it better than God. No one. I don't care what any. You, look, everyone knows me. I, I I wear guy. You can see invisible guy tattoos all over me because I put guy on my back every day. I'm passionate about God because I saw what God did when he brought us together and I saw the music sustain the, the members. And I saw that when you literally put your soul into something, no matter how you go up or whatever little idiosyncrasies you have within yourself, you can still feel, which is why people still feel God and still listen to that first album and still feel it like they first heard it before in 88, because the soul and the innocence of creativity is in that album. So when I see other people talk about New Jack Swing and they say, next, 112, Keith Sweat, Johnny Kim, God bless his soul, Boys to Man, BBD, and I'm like, what are y'all talking, don't mention God, I'm like, what are y'all talking about? Do you not understand? There is no new Jack Swinger out there that y'all think are new Jack Swingers that is compatible to Guy? That's facts. And I fight that with anybody. It doesn't matter. I take it off. Look, I take my glass off when I say it so y'all can see my eyes, bro. There is no group, no person, no singular or plural that is on the level of where Guy is with New Jack Swing. We created the sound. Teddy created the sound. Aaron created the sound. Timmy created the sound. Teddy just flipped it, hands it, smack it up, flip it. BBD, love y'all. He smacked it up, flipped it, rubbed it down, and became some something that everybody wanted. Teddy is a genius behind that. Aaron's a genius behind the voice. Those two together created something that everybody wanted to be. Facts. Absolutely. Sure. And when they and when they saw us on stage, then they saw the, oh, that's Aaron little brother. Oh, that's crazy legs. Oh, that. Then they saw the energy flipping and moving all around the stage, jumping up on speakers and coming down and going to the drums and coming up to drums. It was like, God dang, what is this? We have never seen this before. 
Well, that's new jack swing to me. New jack swing to me is, is without God, there is no new jack swing. Just stop saying it. Stop giving everybody else the creed and the, and the credit. Y'all know better. Y'all know without God, y'all can't even, y'all shouldn't even say that out your mouth. Y'all know that when we on that stage, we headlining. So we, if we were secondary to the new Jack, we would be opening up for the people that say they created new Jack. Let's stop the nonsense. I'm serious about mine. No, no, absolutely. That's new Jack to me. New Jack is Aaron, Damien, and Teddy Riley. Absolutely. And that's what we want to be able to have you on. And I think this new age is sort of allowing us to help set the record straight for the young folks, because talk about being uh, unsung, unrecognized um, for the potential. But those who were there, we were in New York, we were listening on radios, it went worldwide. It just has continued to be something that even now still gets radio play, still gets much love and, and the fans and those that know music know where it came from but but it's up to us to help educate the masses and, and help get them to that time because many of them might not have been born at that time so they may only have heard it that's why we love doing these these kind of stories that's why we wanted to reach out to be able to help set that record straight tell us about just some of the great behind the scenes things of being able to be on tour you know with your brother um and go and go into the studio and, and lay down that, that second album and things like that. And just, just sort of the, the heyday of being with Guy and, and the kind of people you met and the kind of things you guys got to do. Well, first of all, everybody that know me know I love Aaron and Teddy to the core of my soul. No matter what ups and downs people saw us go through, separations, Teddy going to Black Street, everybody, his, he, he and she saying and saying stuff because their feelings are hurt and into their feelings and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I tried to disregard all of that because the group and the music is bigger than the emotions of the, of the threesome. Mm -hmm. And for me, I tried to keep a maturity about it because if one of us didn't, the legacy would be dead. And all you would be saying is, where are they now? Why are they not doing anything? What's up with Teddy? Why is he not talking to Aaron? Why is Aaron, where's Aaron been? Is he still fucking with dogs? What, where's Teddy? Oh, he's in Africa? He ain't messing with the Hall Brothers no more? All that stuff, I kind of like put to the side because nobody knows the feelings of who we are together. Like the love silently that, that we speak without speaking with each other. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's the, you, you cannot mess with Teddy and mess with Aaron and think you're gonna get away with it. That is part of my, that is part of my, my soul, my being, my, my makeup. That's, that's my childhood, that's my young adulthood, and that's, that's my now. And at the end of the day, I hold that true, bro. Like, there's nothing like being on stage with those cats. You can see Teddy with Blackstreet and go, oh, okay, yeah, no diggity, and before I let you go, and this and other, yeah, okay. And then you can see Teddy with Guy, it's a whole different Teddy. He's a whole different person when he's with us. He's happier, he know he grooving, and he know we gonna kill, it's facts. Aaron, when you hear Aaron's voice, and you, you can you sit back and you close your eyes or whatever you do, the nostalgia of hearing somebody that brought in a different type of voice, though you heard it in Charlie a little bit, it's, it was, it was a, a certain twist that Aaron brought to it 
that gave you a, a, a different appreciation of it. When you, when you see me on stage with them, you see a little kid that is super duper energetic. <laughs> like I just ate sugar because I'm happy to be with, with Aaron and Teddy on that stage. It's just fun to me. Like I, I like performing. It's not, it's not the singing. Yes, I could sing. Yes, I love the people that brought Straight to the Point album. If you listen to it now, you realize how amazing that album is and was and is. Um, but that's politics played in that, right? So I, I don't I don't take things to heart because I understand the gift that God gave us. I understand that people don't wish you well when they see you doing well. They don't want you to be greater than something they thought they created. Because now we came in and we created Frankenstein. Like, who created Frankenstein with the two things? And every time you press those things on his neck, crazy beats start coming and everybody start moving and hits are made and they go number one. How do you how do you do that? Like, if Guy was released during the time of TikTok, uh, Snapchat, IG, do you not know how crazy we, we would have been? Look at I Like right now being viral for three and a half months, it was number one and now it's still number two most viral song I like for doing the I Like Challenge. We have a whole different thing. That's because of Aaron, Teddy and myself. I love them cats for real. Like, <laughs> you know, like people think I'm, I, I'm angry or I feel like, I'm not angry about nobody. Listen, everybody got their own talent. Don't be mad at me that I'm I'm super passionate about who I am, what I am, and 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 what group I belong to. I'm super passionate. I don't put nobody above us. And if you are better than us, then just be better. Okay. You don't have to. You don't have to be upset at me. Mm -hmm. I'm not tripping on you, bro. Like you got to show the world who you are. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to do anything except be Damien. I don't have to do nothing except support my brother Aaron. I don't have to do nothing except love Teddy and all, all the other conversations you hear about who did what, why they did what, this, that, and the other don't matter to me. The only thing that matters to me, those two cats. The only thing that matters to me that I can forgive and I can forget what people was trying to disrupt us and move us and separate us so that they won't have the power out there. See, people don't understand this. People go into people's ear so they can disrupt and dismantle greatness because yes. they're afraid because they ain't sitting there concocting their new groups and their new artists and they know oh, if guys stay around we we're not going to be able to come and explode the way we want to because the only thing that hurts guy is us it's us it's not anything else it's not anything else at all in any capacity it's us and along as we stay loving each other, we'll always come back because Damien is not going to allow the destruction of God. Yeah, I want y'all to hear this again. Damien Hall, single-handedly, is not going to allow, whether Teddy, whether Aaron, whether the world, whether other managers, whether other promoters, I'm not going to allow it to happen. They know that, I'll fight for it, and I'll fight them for it. Facts. 
Absolutely. No, we see this a lot in the industry. Like you said, it, it takes apart. You've mentioned some of the key singers in the past who've been pulled apart from very strong groups, but it just seems to be the way the industry um, goes and it can lead to a lot of challenges. And then you add the business layer and then add the politics layer and, and things can be a, can be a, a tremendous mess. And we've seen that. Um, were you aware of some of the things that were going down as a perfect example? You all are on with New Edition um, and there's that Superfest situation where things get really physical. And was that something that the group was aware of? I know you all weren't directly involved, um, but but obviously, you know, someone wound up getting killed out of that. And it really sort of put a whole sense of rivalry into a, oh my gosh, we're losing a life. And we still see some of that today and, and we know it's gotta end. Well, I didn't, we didn't know anything about that. We knew that we were all young. We knew that there was a jealousy because guy doing the Boaza Fest ended up doing what we do, you know what I'm saying? And so the members, New Edition and Guy, it was it, it was just sad because it, it it separated us for for a minute, um, only because we were young and the people that was running role managers and of such and everything. You know, they were banning chess was everybody was, you know, chess out. And yes, we lost, we lost someone um very dear to Teddy and very dear to us. Um, but again, I I chalked that up to people allowing the devil to come in between and 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 um youth right. and and people trying to break up the agenda, you know, break up the greatness. It was, you know, Al Heyman gave us opportunity, uh, God bless him. And you know, life is it, it, is life, man. We lost a life, but we also, in in our adulthood, we we've learned um, how to love each other again, and 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 create and have this wisdom that was needed for us to continue going on, and for us to really forgive each other just for our indirect play on it. You know, nobody really was trying to do that, but during that time, everything was competition. And so we wanted we wanted to be great as well because they were phenomenal, and just to be on a level or in the room with them was was beautiful. And I don't think at that time nobody looked at it like that. But for me, it was just like if if we can be on your level, let alone try to take it the mantle away, then be be successful because you had it for so long. You know what I'm saying? And that's how I feel now. I don't have no beef against no artists, and everybody know that. And I talk to them in their face about it, but they also know I put guy first. And unless you can rip us apart, I'm going to always put guy first. You know, the day somebody kill us where people go, get off the stage. Y'all suck. We want next. So we want one. If that ever happened, I'm not going on stage. It will never. I will, I'll, just, I'll just quit for real. Um, tell us, the show's called Music and Medicine. Tell us about um, the love that you have for your brother and how you've sort of been that, as I said, constant mentor support to help him you know, through various types of things. Because it's very difficult, essentially pouring your soul into music and your life into it. Um, and the industry also is so hard in life. It brings so many ups and downs. We talked about your mom. Um, what types of ways have you been able to sort of be there for him and, and be, that, be that voice and, and kind of really help him get through a lot of things? I will always be there for my brother. Am I my brother's keeper? Yeah, to somewhat extent, yes, I am. Um, I will always love him regardless of, of anything. Uh, 
love is deeper than the aggravation you might feel for moments. It might be long moments sometimes, but my love runs, runs deeper because you only got one life. And seriously, you know, I, always, I, I, I just view things on what if, how would you feel? What if, how would you feel? And so, you know, I am my psychologist. I'm my psychiatrist. <laughs> I am, uh, God is, it is, God is my, my core. And I, I, I live and die for the happiness of my family, for the happiness of Teddy. For the, for, the, for the happiness of other people and their children, um, for the mental wellness of us as Black men, we need to start speaking to one another, hugging one another, loving one another, um, just opening up to one another. Sometimes we try to be too, too manly, too testimonish, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And instead of saying, uh, dog, I, I, I love you and I, I need some help because I'm mentally upset about I, I lost a love, a girl, or my wife, or my kids, or my job, or I, I'm sick and I, I didn't know how to express it. I didn't go to the doctor. I didn't, I didn't do anything. And now I wish I, I had because now I put my family in jeopardy. This is mental wellness. If you, and I always say you change the mindset, you change the outcome. You keep God first and you allow Him to speak to you. Uh, he will give you the desires of your heart and he will give you the strength that he created us with to fight off those pathogens and stuff that try to come in and take over our body. We just have to relate to one another, eat right, sleep at night, um, really order in your system, stop all the nonsense. You know, people say do things in moderation. I say, don't do it at all. If, if you can, if you can uh, uh, get to that point, because you only have one life, yo. And some people, some people's lives touch many people's lives. Every life is, is very important, but we must, must know that, you know, every life has a limitation on it. We just don't know what the limit is. So let us, let us unite in that. Let us fight for that. And, and let us pray for one another that what God has called you to do on this earth that you're capable of doing while you're here so that people may understand who you really are, not who you was trying to be, just for the sake of others. Absolutely. Amen. I hear you. I hear your father preaching. Um, <laughs> that. Um, tell us on the medical part, too, about um, 50 and fit. I, I, I love it. I love that you are still um, pumping iron, you know, still active with the arts and things like that. Tell us about that program. Well, 50 and fit is uh, people think I, I did it because it was 50. First, I was like, OK, I'm 50. Look at me. I'm, I'm good. I look good. And then I, I said, it's again, in saying what I just said, is about um, mental wellness, right? You, you, you have to be able to feed your mind first before the body can do anything. Um, because you can work out and pump and pump and pump and run and calisthenics, but if you are mentally sad, um, disturbed, your body is going to feel it. And you're not gonna you're not gonna have the the the, the proper frame or the or the proper fit that you really want because you are not allowing your mind and your body to work in tandem with each other. That is very important. So fit and fit is for all ages, but it's really about those that are afraid to understand that at a certain age we have to change how we eat, how we work out, how we sleep. We do, we gotta go on walks, we gotta stretch. 
because you got to drink water like like you're a maniac. You know what I'm saying? You you just got to drink water like crazy. I don't like water. It has no taste. No, it don't. But it, it, you're made up of 95% water. So you put water in your body. It will fight everything that's coming in your body. It will fight it off more than anything. And then you got to know what to eat and how to eat and all that kind of stuff, right? You know, so you kind of limit the meat. If not at all, to take that away. I'm not saying be vegan, whatever. But I'm just saying limitations because you got to study what you put inside your body. Because what you put inside your body might have been created to help you when God created it. But man now tampered with it. So now it's, it's created to bother you. So be very smart. Be very cognizant of, of, of what you're eating and put it into your mouth. And, and, and be cognizant of what you say out of your mouth to people because words, words touch souls and words also can, can scorch souls as well. Sure. Tell us about um, some of the projects that you're um, working on in addition. I know you started doing uh, more acting as well. I know that's always been a passion of yours. Well, I'm now, I'm now um, acting, yes, I did three movies last year. One came out, Blinding Lights. I'm doing another one in, in July, a vampire movie. This July, um, I'm working on my solo album. The Guy Tour um, is coming in 2023. Uh, I got business coming, and the most important thing that I'm I'm doing is I'm I'm trying to teach Black people how to create community because we don't have not one community in this country at all in any capacity. We have no community. We don't have reparations, but I'm not going to that. That's a whole nother story that probably won't happen because we see the fight against black and, and against brown or whatever. We see that fight. I won't go into that. But um, for me, it's about building black community, um, bringing us together for real and fighting the fight against us so that we can win at least the majority of the, of the war. Um, it's very important to let them know that we are not playing. We are here. We are powerful. No, we are powerful. And um, we can we can be as great as we want to be. Absolutely. The show is called Music and Medicine. Your life has been so emblematic of that, of uh, being the mediator, the intercessor, um, always bringing the group together, bringing people together, helping out the young people I know with your DJ project. Tell us what it means to you um, when you hear those words, music and medicine. Well, music is medicine. So when I hear those those two words, they're one word to me. Um, you can put on a song, and all of a sudden it it it'll make you feel a certain way. You you get to some pep in your step, you start allowing yourself. You're like, yeah, that's what I needed. It allows you to remember and to think upon the time when you were down and you know you didn't think everything was going right. You had your first child, you found your first love. When you got your first job, you you know, when you lost someone and thought that your life was over, but then you heard that song and it said, there's a better one coming, right? And and you found someone new that really understood you for you and that was made and created specifically for you. I believe that everybody has a person out there that is made specifically for them. And music, music and medicine, bam, does that. They made for each other. Absolutely. No, I, I love it. I love the, the sharing and the 
wisdom um, that you pour out, uh, not only in your heart and your passion, not only for the group and your brother and, and Teddy, um, as well as Timmy, but just also to the community, because like you said, we can't help but continue to try to make that stronger. And I feel like those who've been there um, and been at the top and have seen um, and then continue to strive and be sort of the workhorses that mentor our young people um, are definitely to be admired. So we so appreciate you taking time and just feeling comfortable reaching back. And um, we just continue to, like I said, look forward to the tour. Everybody has anticipated this for such a long time. Uh, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate your listeners. I appreciate you. Uh, God bless you, brother. Listen, for everybody that don't follow me, follow me on IG, Damien Hall, D-A-M-I-O-N, Hall underscore guides, Damien Hall on Facebook. And just watch out, Hall of Fame Entertainment is here. It ain't going nowhere, the whole way or no way. And get ready for the D-Hall experience. It's here. I love y'all. 50 and fit, go out there, walk, drink, work out. I don't care what you do, get up. Don't sit down, don't lay down, and don't waste your time, all right? Because time going to go on without you. So let's use it wisely. Let's use it for our, our benefit. And let's touch some. Each one touch one. And let's pray for each other each and every day because the agenda is against us, but God is for us. I love y'all. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you so much for being willing to reach out and um, inspire us really with not only your story, but your message. I mean, it's very, very clear. You've got your purpose to find and you continue to pour out love. And um, yes, we'll continue to plug and promote. And I hope we can keep the door open to, to come back as some of your projects um, continue to roll out and, uh, and stay in touch because it's just uh, such a wonderful blessing to meet another brother from New York. Um, Brooklyn at that. It was just um, keeping it real, keeping it 100, but also um, being very honest and sincere with your heart and your hands. So I thank you thank so you. much. Thanks again. God bless you, sir. Shout out, of course, to Chris Bridges for putting us in touch. And um, thanks again for uh, being willing to fit us into your busy schedule. I appreciate it. Thank you.